Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm actually recording this part of the podcast uh, after I've recorded the actual podcast, like the meaty part of it, because <clears throat> I was just on YouTube and uh, a comment popped up from uh, someone called Ben. So Ben, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you are going to be listening to it, um, I just want to say thank you for leaving that comment, bro. Um, like I always love it Like when I get comments from guys who are like yo christian really like the videos but i also listen to the podcast as well and the podcast really inspires me like i've had dms on instagram uh before from guys who like listen bro i listened to one of your podcast episodes and it really got me out of a dark place and i listened to that particular episode consistently um one of them was i think it was like you're a pussy or stop being a pussy. I can't remember. There's, it has pussy in the title, so look for it. But yeah, I just want to say a big shout out to Ben. Thank you for leaving that comment, bro. Because yeah, it's just like, like it's just comments like these, you know, like when, when someone takes time to leave a comment to express gratitude for something that you've created, like that just hits different to me, you know? And I think... I think kind of, you, you kind of have to go out of your way to listen to these podcast episodes. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it, it's difficult for, if you're not making the podcast like on YouTube, it's difficult to get like virality from a podcast. So people actually have to like actively seek it out and like, like find it again. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that makes sense. But anyway, Ben, listen, bro. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to leave that comment. Uh, it's truly appreciated. And I hope you continue uh, to find these podcast episodes useful. Uh, and like I said to you in the comment as well, like the, the goal, the long-term goal for, I guess the podcast, but just the, the, the brand in general is to get like a proper setup, like a proper podcasting setup and um, inviting guests, like people who inspire me. I've already got like the, the name for the podcast. I can already see the vision in my head. Um, and yeah, I just, I feel as though like these podcasts have really allowed me to become far more articulate and expressive and coherent. And I feel as though I can just riff and talk about topics for endless amount of time. And I feel as though it's actual actually value as well. Do you know what I mean? It's not just me expostulating that absolute horseshit. It's practical shit for practical guys and practical solutions. So yeah, Ben, I hope you enjoyed this uh, this latest podcast. Uh, I'm going to dedicate this one to you. Um, and yeah, every single one of you. I uh, love you and I hope you continue to soak up the value and just keep fucking smashing it. And yeah, uh, <laughs> that was me being like, yeah, I'm so articulate. Anyway, enjoy this one. Yes, yes, boys. Coming at you from Sofia, Bulgaria. The topic today, uh, I didn't actually have a topic planned. One sec, I'm just moving this laptop over here. Um, I've just been to the gym. I had a fucking great session. This guy actually came over to me in the gym and I was basically PTing him. It was actually sick. Like, bro, like my body right now is like in the best condition like it's ever been. And this gym that I go to um, in Sofia, it's got the most, the most hardcore natty lighting possible. So I'm just stood, in, stood under this like this glow, this this luminescent glow, just soaking up my own <laughs> narcissistic image. 
Bro, it just feels so good. Do you know what I mean? It feels so fucking good to be in immaculate shape. Like you get the respect from guys, you get the looks from girls. And like I was saying to you in a, in a video that I posted, like warm approaching is the way to go, right? You get, you, you build the 10 out of 10 physique, you upgrade your wardrobe, you go outside, you've got more of a swagger to you, your girls are starting to look at you. They're thinking about fucking yeah, and all you need to do is take the action and put yourself in there, and it's boom, 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 Basil fucking Brush. <laughs> if you're from the UK, you'll understand that reference. <laughs> if not, just type in Basil Brush, that fucking weird hand puppet where some poor bastard to stick his hand up his ass. Um, <laughs> digression. But yeah, like, look, the physique and the fashion, it, it's so simple it's not it's not easy but it is simple right like it's within the power of any man to upgrade his fitness and his fashion so he actually becomes fuckable right i've said it so many times before difference between being good looking and looking good but there's just too many guys who don't want to put the reps in right like i was speaking to I was speaking to, uh, hopefully you boys have listened to that podcast that, that I did with Deepak. Um, I like that podcast because there was, there, was, there, was, there was plenty of parts where we disagreed, right? And like that, for me, that just creates a more entertaining, valuable podcast. Because every podcast I listen to, right, you'll have two people or maybe few, maybe three. And it's just like, uh, an, an, it's just like this, 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 this agreement pact, right? Where they're just sucking each other off, agreeing with everything each other says. And it's like, I want to I wanna hear a healthy debate, right? It's not being like, no, you're wrong, that's stupid. It's like, right, I've heard your point of view. I actually think this. And hopefully the things that I say inspire you into a different way of thinking. And similarly, similarly, <laughs> similarly, I hope the things that you tell me can inspire me to step away from the ego and see see uh, a differentiating viewpoint as an opportunity for me to actually learn does that make sense so anyway in the in the podcast that we did he was like subscribing to old school pickup ideology back in the day right where he was like yeah i didn't have any money didn't have a job i was going to mcdonald's every day and i was still getting girls and i was like bro like but why would you want that life right like why the fuck would you want to not have a job to have no money to be got to mcdonald's every day to be out of shape like People just need to wake up. Men just need to fucking wake up these days. Like, I want to live a lifestyle that excites me, that inspires me, that my son or sons would be proud of, right? Like, that just does not motivate me, right? If I'm if I'm talking to a guy, he's like, yeah, bro, I get so many girls, but my lifestyle shit, I've got no potential, I've got um, no avenue to actually upgrade myself, uh, I'm living with my parents, but hey, it's fine, I'm still getting laid. It's like, oh, mate, get the fuck out of my life, seriously. Seriously, like if, if your only goal in life is to get laid with mediocre girls, just get the fuck out of my plate. Like, just get the fuck out of here, right? Like, it's, it's like ah, I don't know. It's just like, just it's just so, ah, just so like, I think it's just so sad, right? If you're just living from late, late to late, notch to notch, thinking about, oh, my life's great as long as I'm getting laid. Like, you'll get you'll get laid, right? You'll get, you'll, you'll be able to have mind-blowing experiences with mind-blowing women when you upgrade yourself. And then this, this is not me being like, oh yeah, you know, bro, ignore women for years. Like wait until you get to 35 years old. You've got the sports car, penthouse in Malibu. You're making a trillion figures, then focus on women. But it's like, have the self-respect, right? Have the self-respect 
to actually focus on yourself as a man, right? To actually build your value, to actually prioritize your own fucking health as well, right? You're eating McDonald's every day, you've got no job, you're fucking like, life is shit. Like, what does that say about you, right? Like, really, what does that say about you? It's just, a, it's just a, a small-minded way of navigating the world. And yeah, sure, maybe that worked 10 years ago, but not anymore, bro, right? Like, you just need to, I think, do you know what? There's, and this is a good, um, a good thing that we spoke about as well. Um, I really, I really liked that podcast. I felt as though I finished the podcast that I did with him, and I felt, I felt really, I felt cleansed. Yeah, it felt a very, it felt so cathartic to, because sometimes when you make content, you feel as though you didn't get yourself across as coherently or as accurately as you talk to yourself. Because I have these conversations with myself daily, right? I'm always just thinking about different ideas, different ways of expressing ideas, trying to uh, express my ideas as coherently as possible. But I finished that podcast and I was like, I left nothing on the table there. Like my flow was immaculate. I expressed myself well. Uh, I came across as articulate, self-aware. Also, um, what's the word? Like empathetic. I think that's the term for it. I just feel like I've, I've truly upgraded. You know what I mean? I feel as though I've truly upgraded. I feel as though I'm, I'm actually a man now, right? Like for a long time in my life, and maybe you'll relate with this as well. I just felt hyper-feminized, right? I was almost scared of being a man. I think it was the conditioning uh, way that I was brought up. You know, it was single mother household. I didn't really have that masculine role model with me. And yeah, going through school, going through even like early university, like I got my first girlfriend when I was 18, lost my virginity to her, very dependent, like codependency wasn't even a relationship. Um, and yeah, I was just a very, I was just a supplicating nonce for I would say, to be honest, bro, I'd actually say for the first 24 and a half years of my life, maybe 25, I hadn't truly stepped into my masculinity yet. It was really at the start of this year after going to Brazil that for me, everything changed. It's just a sequence of events, going to Brazil, coaching all the guys that I've coached, like seeing their sticking points, helping them through it. Um, I think tapping into my masculinity by really, and this is going to sound pretty basic, but it's just true, like just really going hard when it came to fitness, right? Like just like really tapping into that inner animal within me. And there's just nothing like it. Like my training sessions now have skyrocketed off the scale. Like I've been listening to a lot of Dorian Yates actually. Um, if you don't know who Dorian Yates is, like he was like six time Mr. Olympia, like huge, huge motherfucker back in the day. And look, I'm not really into competitive bodybuilding, but um, I listened to a podcast that he did with the other YouTube fitness guy, Rob Lipset. Uh, I'd recommend that you listen to this. And I quickly realized that Dorian Yates, there was way more to him than just like the absolute fucking roid head that at first glance you would expect. Like this guy, this guy goes deep, right? He's, he's doing like ayahuasca retreats. Like there was another podcast what he did with, uh, with True Geordie. And you can tell he, he's articulate, he's a deep thinker, he's got that cutthroat, ruthless, killer instinct within him, but you feel as though you could just have a conversation with him and talk about anything, and he'd just be able to riff on whatever topic you gave him, and just like, I've almost kind of, 
I've been listen, listening to him daily now, right? Like Dorian Yates daily. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll call his body. Um, but like, it almost feels as though like I've got that mentor there. You know what I mean? It's like, I was like watching him doing training sessions with Mike Thurston. Like this guy goes hard, right? And it's like really focusing on the rep, the movement, the intensity of the training. And now every time that I'm going to the gym, I'm almost pretending like Dorian Yates is training me. And when I really don't want to do those final two reps, I'm, I'm imagining that he's there telling me that I'm a little bitch uh, and it's motivating me like fuck. So yeah, I highly recommend you boys listen to some Dorian Yates podcast. I would absolutely love to get trained by him. I know he's he's uh, he's between Marbella and Brazil. So yeah, I think he charges like 400 euros a session, which I would pay that in a heartbeat. Like even if it was spending like one hour with Dorian Yates, like that money would be like that, that, like, that investment, right? And I think people... People don't get this, right? People don't understand this. And I've only really been learning it recently, like what money actually is, right? Because like, like we didn't have money, right? Growing up, right? I was on universal credit at one point in my life, £24.82 to my name. And it's this perpetual strangulation of scarcity, right? Where it's almost like you're scared to spend money because you associate spending money with losing money. But you have to start to view it. This is how I'm starting to view it. Well, since the start of this year anyway, I view the things that I spend my money on as investments, right? So the gym that I go to here in Sofia, um, it's one of the more expensive gyms, but like Christian of like two years ago, we just want to always go for the cheapest option, right? Because I'm in that, I was in that scarcity mindset, but now I view like the gym is an investment into my health. And also when you pay for a more expensive gym, it gives you the accountability to be training hard like five times a week because you've paid good money to be there, right? And this is why I charge premium prices for my coaching because when you invest a decent chunk of money into something, that's where you're getting the results from, right? I think people make make a misconception that, I think people think that people come and work with me just to get my expertise. And yeah, you'll get that, but it, it's way deeper than just getting someone to, to give you some more fucking theory. Because realistically, you know all the theory anyway. It, it's the accountability aspect that it gives you, right? Like having someone there by your side, because it's different when you're going around with a wing, right? Because the wing, the wing's there for themselves. The wing isn't giving you positive reinforcement after every approach. If the wing's having a shit day, it knocks your state. If the wing is getting more numbers than you, it knocks your state. Yeah, the healthy male competition can come through, but I think for a lot of guys, if your wing has got seven solid phone numbers and all you've got is seven solid blowouts, then it definitely affects your state. And that's why for me, you know, when I'm when I'm watching uh, Mike Thurston train with Dorian Yates, Dorian, Dorian Yates, he says something so interesting. Cause he was like, listen, if you're training with me, you're gonna be able to get more reps out, right? But, and this is, the reason I resonated with it is because this is exactly what I tell to my guys when we're going around together. But Dorian was saying that it's still you doing it, right? Like, yeah, he's there screaming, you know, telling him, you know, you've got more in you, but it's still you pushing those reps out, right? Like Dorian is not lifting the weight for you in the same way that I'm not having the conversations on your behalf. You're still doing it. And I think understanding that it's one of the greatest epiphanies that I can give to my guys. Like once like we've they've got the accountability from me, they've proved to themselves time and time again they can do the thing, they can approach, carry a conversation, get phone numbers, get instant dates, go on dates that they've created by, by themselves. 
And oftentimes when we get to the end of our time together, it's like, oh shit, Chris, and like you're not gonna be here anymore. It's like, no, I was never here, right? I was always just a ghost. And and that's that's the and that's the key, right? It, it was always you doing it. Yeah, the personal trainer doesn't lift the weights for you. And and this is why, this is why I always get pissed off when guys will I mean I look, I get the they're trolls, I get it, but I think this is important to understand. Um Guys will always base a uh, coach's credibility on whether or not his client got laid, all right? I'm going to put this out here. I put it on that podcast very expressively, uh, very volcanically, actually, because I'm very passionate about this. It is not my job, right? It's not my responsibility if a guy who I've worked with sticks his dick in a girl. That's on him, right? Like, it is... (laughs) It is ludicrous to think that it's my responsibility, right? It's on me whether or not a guy sticks his dick inside of a girl, right? The personal trainer cannot stop their client stuffing their face with donuts at 12 p.m., right? The personal trainer will give you the playbook. I will give you the playbook. I will tell you everything that you need to do. You will make more progress with me than you'll ever make on your own, but then it's on you, right? It's up to you to close the deal. In the same way a social media marketing agency, they can help you acquire the leads. But if you can't close, that's not my fucking problem, right? Like, (laughs) I don't market myself as a fucking sex coach. I market myself, I don't even know what I market myself, let's day game coach, whatever. My job is to help you overcome all of your self-limiting beliefs, give you the entire playbook, show you that you can actually do this, pump you with self-belief so you can then go from our time together and what's the best word and implement the information that you've been given in your own time but bro i think we can all agree right i think we can all agree it's not my job it's not my responsibility if you stick your dick inside of a girl that's on you right so it just it just pisses me off when guys like, yeah, but did he get laid or how many lays did he get? Well, I'll tell you what, bro, ask him because it, that's his responsibility, right? I just, it just, it just, it, it, it frustrates me. But yeah, look, I get it. Like trolls, whatever. I don't, don't say you don't care, Christine, because you do care. Otherwise you wouldn't be talking about you fucking prick. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's important to put that out there because it's just ludicrous. It's ludicrous thinking. Um, but yeah, in terms of like having that accountability there, it's just so important, bro. Because like when I was, um, when I got a PT request today from uh, this guy in the gym, um, because he just wanted like, he, he was new to the gym, right? He was new to the gym. He saw me, you know, I was doing my thing. Um, and he asked if I could like help him because he was trying to do like the dumbbell bench press, right? So he's like a beginner to the gym. So we were using low weights. And then I was watching his form. And he was like, yeah, all I feel is my shoulders. I don't really feel it in my chest. So I tweaked his form. I told him to tuck his elbows in a little bit more, really, really focus on the contraction. And I went over and got him a 10 kg, um, like circular plate uh, and got him to do eight reps of like, it's kind of like you, it's, like, it's kind of like a front raise where you lift the, pl- the plate up to like your like nipple level, but then you like really squeeze that plate in. 
Um, it gets a really good contraction on your chest. Uh, and after we did that, because he was like, I was getting him to, to superset. So like lightweight uh, dumbbell incline chest press straight over to the, the plate raise. And he was like, bro, I'm feeling my chest now. I was like, that's so good, bro. So it's like, I don't know. Um, just, I love coaching people, right? I, I, I just, I fucking love it. I love seeing those like light bulb moments, right? Maybe I'm coaching a guy and he approaches a girl before she's crossed the road. And like, bro, next time, let the girl cross the road before you say hello to her because she's not thinking about you. She's thinking about crossing the road. And then they do it the next time. And like, oh, wow, yeah, shit, that actually helps. So I just, I know, I get such a thrill out of, out of, just out of fucking helping people, bro. Like, I just fucking truly love it. It just, it just makes me, it's, it's that giver's gain, right? It's just giver's gain. Like, it just feels so good to give. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I know it's been a bit of a weird one this point. It's not really had any purpose to it. But I think, like, okay, let's wrap it up and talk about the main takeaways. Um, having accountability is essential. Yeah, you can try and do shit on your own. But realistically, having a masculine support network in place of people who can push you, who can guide you, who can give you no bullshit feedback. Like, I was always in that DIY mentality. I was there for a long time. I think it's probably only child syndrome thinking like, nah, I can do it all on my own. Yeah, maybe you can, but it's going to take you a lot longer, right? And how much time have you realistically got to piss away? And that's why like you'll see guys in the day game community who are like, oh, day game doesn't work. I've done 3000 approaches and one girl smiled at me. And it's like, yeah, because bro, you've been doing the same thing wrong for the past five years, right? And it's not just day game, right? Like I was on a, I was on a call with a guy yesterday. So a guy who applied to work with me. And as soon as we picked up the phone, I was like, bro, this is not for you right now, right? I've, I've said to you boys before, I'm very selective about the people that I work with. And I know very quickly who's going to be right for me and, and who isn't. Um, I asked him like, what are you doing in your life at the moment, right? And he was like, well, nothing. I'm just, I'm just day gaming. I'm just trying to learn day game. I'm like, bro, I'm not going to waste your time. I'm certainly not going to take your money for the fucking lols because there's nothing I can do for you right now. You need to create this hyper seductive lifestyle for yourself. You need to go out, uh, forget about day game for the next month. Go to social activities, like stack activities that you can go and force yourself to put yourself in front of new people. It's like just the mindset of people, they just think because they've been brainwashed by the brain dead into believing that day game is this ultimate cheat code into the sexual marketplace. Like I was saying before, oh, you know, just sleep on the fucking cum stained mattress in your parents' basement, eat McDonald's every day, have no money, have no, um, what's that word? Have no um, like opportunities and on the horizon. It's like, bro, it's not that anymore, right? Come on, you need to fucking level up. There's nothing I can do for you if you're not putting the reps in, right? Like th th this is the point, right? You need to, you need to build, you need to build some value, right? I'm not saying you need to be a, a 10 out of 10 across the board, but you need to look respectable, right? You need to be a respectable person in today's society. Even if that means being like a five out of 10 across the board, like we can work with that. But mate, if you're like a two out of 10 across the board, you need to, you need to rise, right? You need to level yourself up. And it's within every man's power to add points, to get points on the board. It's not easy, but it's fucking worth it. Because what's the alternative? You're just going to be suffocating scarcity for the rest of your life. Um, but the final thing that I'll say, because I'm going to go coach my guy soon, is um, day game is not for the faint hearted. 
okay? And this is me declaring the exact type of person that I want to be working with, right? Day game is not day game is not for the faint heart. There's no perks of being a wallflower. If you truly want to excel with this, if you truly want to be able to get consistent quality dates with beautiful girls who you're meeting through organic face-to-face -face interaction, you need to be a fucking savage, right? You need to be a savage. You need to almost have this psychopathic military mindset, right? If you look at Ephraim is a perfect example, right? He built his character through sales, through door knocking, through working in an MLM scheme. That guy was a fucking savage. That guy understood exactly what he needed to do. It was reps, reps, reps. You're going to get a lot of no's. Suck it up. Deal with it. Be a fucking man about it. He's already built his value up, okay? He built his value up, right? He looked really good. He was making good money, good lifestyle, good social skills. Now, he just needed to actualize his inner savage, right? Reps, reps, reps. Keep putting yourself in there. There's far too many soft fuckers in this thing, right? Just far too many guys who are like... Oh, I approached two girls and didn't get any numbers. Oh, Christine, what do I do if this girl stopped replying to me? It's like, I'm, I'm being harsh with you because I've been there, right? I've been that hyper-feminized nonce who's asking the shit questions, right? It doesn't fucking matter. If the girls stop replying to you, then find more fucking girls. Like, become the most fuckable version of you. Go train hard at the gym. Like, like transmute that pain into power. There's just too many soft fuckers now, right? It's just like, oh, please help me. Like, you need to be a fucking savage, right? I need guys who are on it. I need guys. These are the guys I want to work with. Guys who I would go into fucking war with by my side, and I, I know they've got my back, right? That, that's the sort of guy. I, I need you to be a savage. I need you to be on it. I need you to be on this no bullshit way that no matter what, I'm going to make this work. Like, that's who I need to be around with, right? And if you're not that guy, don't apply to work with me. If you're a soft fucker, get harder, right? Like, do difficult things. Do what terrifies you on a daily basis. Take daily cold showers. Train like a savage at the gym. Work on your mindset by, by putting yourself in difficult situations. Maybe it's improv. Maybe it is cold approach. Maybe you go out there for one day a week, one day every single day, and you, you approach one girl just to put yourself through the social fire. Maybe it's martial arts. Maybe it's boxing. Getting screamed at by an ex-military official, like that's what I did when I was in Leeds, you can listen to the podcast, Made in, Mab Made in Mabgate, where I was, you know, I'm going to do that again as well, I'm going to start boxing training again, but anyway, that's for another podcast, but bro, come on, all right, you need to, you, I don't like to use the phrase, but it's the best way, you just need to fucking man up, right, you need to step into your masculinity, you, start, you need to stop being a fucking crybaby, stop being so hyper-feminized, right, because you're not going to succeed with day game if you've got a weak mindset, like mindset is king. Mindset is everything. Mindset is the thing that will set you free and catapult you towards success. It's having this bulletproof mindset, this bulletproof bravado, this bulletproof character where no matter what, you can deal with it, right? And it's like, be excited about who you are, but be even more excited about where you're going because maybe you're just not good enough right now, right? Maybe you're just not fuckable today, but that's where I was two years ago. I just wasn't fuckable two years ago. So I put the reps in, right? Every fucking day, become a savage, become a savage become a fucking killer. And now here I am, two and a half years later, living my fucking best life, fucking best condition of my life. It's, everything is just right, okay? So fucking nice one. Stay sexy. Bye.